on LBC. Four minutes after twelve. Can you remember when the first mystery hour was? It's lost in the mists of time now. I, I, I began by accident, this. It was someone rang in and asked a question, and then lots of other people rang in with different answers. And then a week later, I thought, well, let's do it again. And then suddenly it sort of snowballed, and now we've been doing it for years, but no one can actually quite remember how it started. I wonder whether you can. The very, very first one. I only ask because I wonder whether or not it's time to mark an anniversary or something like that. Uh, what are you talking about, James? I shall tell you if you're new to this programme. We are talking about your weekly opportunity to get an answer to the sort of questions that have had you vexed, fuddled, and possibly even mildly discombobulated for the longest time. Uh, what? Why? Where? When? Who? Whither? Whence? Possibly even wherefore? You fill in the rest of the sentence. And I'll get you an answer. That's how it works. You're familiar, perhaps, with the newspaper columns, the notes and queries, where a reader will write in and say, why do we do that? What's the origin of this? When you see that, what's actually happening? When Tim Peake does X, why is Y visible from Earth? La, 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 la. And someone else listening to the programme will know the answer, and they too can dial 0345 973 is the number to call. If you hear somebody ask a question to which you know the answer, pile in. Um, if you have a question you want to ask yourself, pile in. We had a question earlier in the week, didn't we? I said I was going to save it for mystery. I can't remember what it was. I bet you can, though. Uh, five minutes after 12, that's probably it, is it? If you hear me say the number, it means I've got a phone line free. It gets busy. It's the busiest switchboard in town, this, but it's really, really busy on Thursdays from 12. So if you hear me say the number, it means there's a phone line free. It, it also means, of course, that people listening newly, as it were, or for the first time can get in touch as quickly as possible rather than um, confining calls to people who've been here for years the other rule is dullness if, if your question's really boring we won't let you on and uh, the management's decision is final caroline and victoria are very polite but very very flustered and hard working they don't want to be wasting their time explaining to you why your question is pants so if you sense a degree of reluctance from the women manning the phones producing the program today then just just politely pack up and go home will you ditto repetition you can't help that if you ask a question which we can remember answering relatively recently, you'll be politely invited to move along as well. Dullness, if you're wondering how you know whether your question is dull or not, you have to look yourself in the eye, or in the mirror, and ask yourself this. Is it likely that huge numbers of people are going to be just as interested in the answer to this question as I am? Is it likely that 44 million people, that's a potential audience of Mystria, 44 million people, are going to be as interested in the answer to this question as I am. And if you answer yes, then ring it in. If you answer, well, possibly not, it's just, it's only really at the bottom of my garden that this problem seems to occur, then it's, you see what I mean. You police it yourself. Alex is in Lewisham. Alex, question or answer? It's a question, James. C carry on, Alex. I was in Guildford with my girlfriend and we walked past some buildings and, uh, you know, really old buildings have really short doorways and yeah. she asked me, do humans, are humans going to keep getting old, like, m more and more tall as time goes on? Because obviously we've gotten taller, that's why doorways were smaller back in the 16th century or whatever. And I was wondering... Suits of armour, you should see the suits of armour at the Tower of London, they're tiny little things, they look like they were bought from mother care, some of them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, I mean, do you know the answer? I mean, is it something we're going to have to wait for, or do you yourself know? Uh, even, well, it's to do with nutrition, partly. Not uh, So it's nutrition and evolution. And I don't... I mean, evolution's not finite. Nutrition yeah, might be. I thought, I, my, my initial thought to her was that, you know, like... Danish people, generally Scandinavians, are really, really tall, and we bred with them. But she was like, no, because the Vikings invaded back in whenever, and, you know, people were still short back in the 15th, Top 15th century, 16th century. So, 
are we going to ca- carry on getting taller? I, I, I don't. I, whether or not there's an evolutionary advantage in it, I do not know. But someone might. Are we going to? So we're definitely getting taller over the years, over the generations. Will that process continue indefinitely? Is that that's what you're asking? Exactly. I like it a lot. Is that typical of the sort of conversation you and your girlfriend have while you're wandering around Guildford? All the time. Though, yeah, all I love it. Time. Living the dream. What a time to be alive. Alex, take care. It's eight minutes after 12. Johnny is in Somerset. So there's two callers from Somerset today. We're going to have to start breaking it down by town. Can't just carry on doing the county. Johnny, question or answer? i got an answer for you, James, for a question that you posed earlier in the week, actually. Go on, what was I it? I forgot. I think you're slightly uh, guilty of answer- asking a pants question yourself, oh, actually. Well, well, back off, mate. It's, it's what, my show. I make the rules. <laughs> 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 it's what's the difference between a duvet and an eider down? Yes, but do you remember why? No. Now you see, no. coming here with your pants-based no. accusations without knowing the full story, <laughs> see? Well, I've got my pants up. Clever, uh, clever clogs. Uh, <laughs> now, before you answer okay. the question, the reason was that staff at Windsor Castle were apparently being a bit sniffy about the introduction of duvets to the bedrooms because they consider them, well, to coin a phrase, a bit common, Johnny. And they prefer ah. eider-downs, you see. They think that eider-downs should be the only bedding of choice upon a royal bedstead. So I just well, didn't know what the difference was between an eider-down and a duvet. Well, that answer kind of flies in the, that kind of flies in the face of my answer, really, with them being sniffy at things being called duvets. They're called duvets, they all to do with gentrification. Are they? They're called eider downs originally because they were stuffed full of feathers from the eider duck. Yes. Which is quite obvious, isn't it? Yes. Now, I think uh, they, they changed their name, I think. See, I'm not qualified, it's just an opinion. I, I think that they, were, uh, <laughs> they changed their name to duvets around the same time that cookery changed its name to nouveau cuisine. <laughs> this, is just um, the, this is the worst <laughs> answer ever. You come on to criticise the quality of my question. All right, I'll be quiet, you carry on. Well, I've got a, yeah, but the missing link, you see, which which backs <laughs> up. Missing links on line four. <laughs> for, the, for those for those people like myself that didn't have such hipster affectations, um, we called them continental quilts. Now, do they be in a French word? You know, I think that's about gentrification. So I think the people in Windsor Castle have got it all wrong. Not a quilt. They should be calling them do they? An eiderdown is a quilt filled with feathers. Yeah, I mean a duvet is a duvet's got like fiberglass in it or some man-made stuff. Well, you could still call a duvet. Yeah, I, do you know what? Table. I'm going to give you a round of applause because, in fact, an eiderdown is a type of duvet, and and so it's a, it's a bag of feathers, right? <laughs> yeah. So, what I is the difference between an eiderdown and a duvet then? Absolutely none, apart from the name. I, well, I get, but then why Windsor? Can, we can't. We can't be right, and everyone at Windsor Castle wrong. Of course, we can. I'm going to give you a round of applause. I'm going to give you a round of applause, but I'm leaving the question now that you've, remi- you've reminded me what the question was. There was another one this week. Every single week, Johnny, at least two or three times I think, oh, I know, I'll save that for Mystery Hour. I've never remembered. I've never actually asked my own question on Mystery Hour in all the years we've been doing it. I've got a brain like a colander. <laughs> round of applause. There it is. It's real. First one of the year. Congratulations to you. Difference between a duvet and an eiderdown. And will we continue to grow as a species indefinitely? Humans are getting taller. It's the Black Prince. And it's not... A, it's at the Tower of London. Have you seen it? The Black Prince's um, suit of armour at the Tower of London. I'd say it was a 34 short from my retail days, tying in with the last hour a bit. Rami's in Manchester. Rami, question or answer? Hi, James. It's a question, actually. Go on. Um, yeah, it's just something we're discussing over the Christmas uh, break really. Um, it's about Prosecco and Champagne, and when you leave it open, putting a spoon in it, for some reason, keeps the bubbles Does it, though? Does away. it? Does it? Is that not an urban myth? 
Well, you see, I was having that argument uh, as well, and but it does seem to work. I mean, we had a few bottles of Prosecco at least, and one of them ended up uh, staying overnight. But in the morning, you know... Still fizzy. Still a few bubbles. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. so do, does it? Because everyone's familiar with the with the with the idea. I I, I I don't know. I suppose Professor Hal might know the science, but it could be untrue. So we'll do it as a, a double headed question: Is it? Does it actually work? And if so, why? Yes. Yeah. Why is yeah. Prosecco? Why has everyone gone nuts for Prosecco in the last twelve months? Ah, uh, you know what? For me, it just tastes. Nice. Yeah, but but it's been around forever. Is it, is it, have they got? I mean, Steve Allen is is is, is practically yeah. mainlining the stuff at the moment. Well, I don't know. No, nor do I. Nor do I. My mum, my, my mum told me that in Kidderminster they're going away from Prosecco. They think that now it's sort of being mass produced on such a grand scale. The flavour is sliding slightly. They might be going back to Carver. Uh, twelve, twelve. You heard it here first. Alert the newsroom to that last nugget of information. Michael's in Vauxhall. Michael, question or answer? Uh, the answer to your Ida Dan Dube conundrum. Yes. Is, is not what I've just been listening to. No, that was clear. It was absolute bunkum, that nonsense coming from Somerset. Totally right. The reason an Eiderdown is different to a duvet is because you do not use sheets with a duvet, but you do with an Eiderdown. Why? It's just the, a tradition, effectively. So they are exactly the same, then? Well, they are not used the same, which is the key. But this is, no, this is all going wrong again. So an Eiderdown is actually a duvet, but you just use it with sheets. So if yeah. I've got, so if, yeah. I, look, I've got a duvet at home. It's quite nice, actually. I've got some Egyptian cotton for Christmas. Um, and we don't use it with a sheet. So if I went home now and put a top sheet on the bed before Mrs. O'Brien got home, but left the duvet on top of it, would yeah, my duvet become an Eiderdown? Redescribe re- re- his, his name, exactly. <laughs> See, you've lost faith in your answer now. I can tell by that right no, chuckle. No, you would have to. You would have to explain what you've done, and you'd probably be in big trouble because I'm sure she'd prefer not, not to have sheets. Well, no one. Well, well, she might be staying at Windsor Castle for all you know. But it, it, literally, it's just the word. So, if I put a sheet on my bed with a duvet on it, my duvet immediately becomes an eiderdown. Well, it 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 it's still a me, duvet. Me, me, I'm me. Sure it was labelled a duvet when you picked it up from wherever the store was or online or whatever. Oh, but the market. Uh, yeah, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm not having it. There's got to be a more meaningful difference than whether or not there's a sheet underneath it. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, with good effort, but no round of applause. It's twelve fourteen. I could be wrong. Whenever I take the Mickey out of someone else's answer, ten minutes later I have to have a small slither of humble pie and apologise. I don't think it's going to happen on that one. And uh, can we get this nailed? Otherwise, the whole of Mr. Hours is going to be dedicated to bedding. Jane's in Slough. Question or answer, Jane? Answer to the duvet. Oh no! Oh no! Why have we allowed this to happen? Go on, Jane. Um, we had blankets when I was a child with a, an, outed, an eiderdown which covered the bed. Yes. And you had that to cover the bed to make the bed look nice. You then had... But an eiderdown is made of eiderdown. It's got goose feathers in it. Yes, but it was still covered... As but a it's, that means it's a duvet. Like a coverlet for the bed. A coverlet for the yes. bed. It's still a duvet. It's, and then, it's like a, a, a thick bedspread. Whereas now, you have the duvet, so you don't have to have the eiderdown... But if you choose to have the Ida down with a, a still filled with Ida or whatever you want to fill it with, down. you can still have that on top of your duvet if you wish. But you don't have to use it as a du- it's not okay, a duvet, not it's a cover, it. a coverlet to the bed. I'm not feeling it. Pretty. I'm not feeling it, Jane. <laughs> well, that's the changes that we went through when I was a child. So the, 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 the difference between an Ida down and a duvet, it, yeah. it, it has to be what it is, not what you do with it. What's the difference in, in terms of what it is? The, 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 you the, the, don't use the Ida down as a blanket duvet you don't use it you, you use it to make it look nice you don't use it as a to keep you warm well, why has it got feathers in it then i don't know <sighs> i no, don't know no, i don't no, know i don't, I don't know i don't i don't know you're not expecting a round of applause for that are you no, madam no, okay, no just fine. as well it's twelve fifteen. <laughs> this 
20 minutes after 12, you're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. Mystery Hour is underway, a weekly opportunity to achieve the sort of satisfaction not ordinarily available on your average radio. Questions still in need of answers. Are we going to, as a species, continue to get taller? Uh, Dependent on nutrition, obviously, but is there an evolutionary imperative about that? And the old spoon in the Prosecco overnight thing, does it work, and if so, why? Um, and the difference between a duvet and an eiderdown, which, frankly, I wish we'd never started, but we will have to finish. Emma is in Nottingham. Emma, question or answer? It's a question, James. Go on. Um, I wanted to know how they got the white for white paint. What do you, what, what, what do you mean? Because it's a, it's, it's a colour that's absorbed by every other colour, so I don't understand where the base of the white... The chalk, wouldn't it? Or something, calcium carbonate base? Or something? Am I misunderstanding the question? Um... I just don't know how they get it into... It's like chalky stuff. Is it? But what chalky stuff? Well, I mean, See, I can you imagine all the colours. There's loads of... Um... The first, the first, the first I- introduction to white paint I can remember ties in with the conversation we had earlier this week about Pythagoras' theorem. I'm going to test your commitment to this programme, Emma, by seeing oh, whether... Yeah. You, can you work out what the link is? Um, it's it stamped on your foot... Oh, you were listening, but you've forgotten what he took. Well done. Give Emma a round of applause for that. That's a commitment. You get get loyalty cards. get loyalty cards. You get a free call. Um, Do you remember what my math teacher told me I might use Pythagoras' theorem for later in life? Um, Doing the white lines on rugby pitches. Give her another round of applause. This is listener of the year already, and we're not even halfway through January. And, And that, I remember, that was like sort of liquid chalk. It was really chalky stuff mixed with sort okay. of solvent and then you just run it up and down so i imagine there's lots of answers to the question but but you just get something that's white and solid and and try and turn it into a liquid oh well maybe i've overlooked something i think yeah I, just... I might have misunderstood you but i don't think i have it's just because it just got absorbed by everything so I thought, yeah but only, only in the spectrum the of no only in the spectrum of light it's the white light is is is, is what you're referring to not white things otherwise there'd be well, nothing white in the world but I was thinking paint, because I was doing some crafts, and every yeah. time I had to make a new colour, the white obviously gets absorbed by the carrier of colour. Yes, but that's because you're mixing it with other colours, so don't, and it stays white. But what's the carrier, then? Is the carrier... What do you mean? Translucent. Yeah, it'd be what like a solvent. Of, it'd be a solvent of some sort. A translucent solvent. Yeah. That carries the colour. I, I'm, I'm, I've got to be honest with you. I'm moving out of my field of expertise. I'm not entirely sure I was ever in it, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with a big, big fat yes on that. It's exactly that. You get something white and solid, and then you find a colourless solvent which can turn it into a paint. Boom. All oh, right. Well. Should we share the applause on that because we worked it out together? Okay. So yeah? I get three. I'm the first to get three. First ever. You're first ever to get three. But you can remember what's gone on the show this week better than I can. Made my year. That's right. <laughs> it's barely started, Emma. Fantastic. Uh, Bill's in Palmer's Green. Come on, Bill. Okay, James. Um, Sky Digibots. We've all got one, or most people have anyway. Um, other 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 television services are available. Actually, I don't have to say that today. I'm not at the BBC. Go on. Hundreds, but they're all cheaper than Sky. Um, right. Fast forward or reverse to miss the ads and all that. Um, sort of stuff. Um, it goes uh, 3, 6, 12, 30. Yeah. Okay, 2, 3, 6, 2, 6, 12. But where does the 30 come in? What's the reasoning behind it? Units of 3, isn't it? No, well, no, because yeah, it is. Uh, 3, 12 is a 36. Yeah, but 10, 3 is a 30. 4, 3 is a 12, 2, 3 is a 6. Uh, 2 and a half times 12 is 30. What? 
No, units of three. Or, or units of three, mate. It's three, six, twelve, thirty. Three, six, twelve, thirty. Yeah, but why thirty? Why are they jumping? It's ten threes. I, I, no, I, I don't get that. <laughs> ten threes, five sixes, <laughs> two and a half twelves. Why do you keep saying two and a half twelves? Well, two and a half twelves is thirty. Yeah, but so is ten threes. Well, can, uh, let, should we start again? Yeah. All right. I bet Bill's in Palmer's Green. Bill, question or answer? Uh, question. Go on, Bill. Happy New Year, by the way, mate. And you, sir. Thank you. Why are you such a knoll? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this one. That's the, we'll be here all day answering that one. What's your real I, question? I just, I just don't know why it jumps from 12 to 30. That's all. It's 3, 6, 12 and 30. It just seems strange. Arbitrary. Yeah, arbitrary. Would you be happier with 24? I sense, and I could be wrong, you'd prefer 24. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's double. It'd be more symmetrical. Well, exactly right. I think 30 is probably about the fastest they could go with you still being able to track visually what was happening. or Any faster than that, and it'd just be a pointless blur. And 12... The difference between 12 and 30, just nowhere else in between that difference, was a significant enough increase on the 12 to make it worthwhile having an extra one in there. Yeah, I'm absolutely positive that you're right. But, really? Uh, I, I, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, mate, if you were, I, I've got a car I'd like to sell you. <laughs> I'll leave it I'll leave it on the board. I don't know who's going to answer. I wonder if our friend Bob at Sky is listening. Um, if he is, I don't know, know that he'll necessarily know the answer to that. Good one. Thank you, Bill. Um, I don't know what it, I don't know what the fast forward function is like on other boxes, uh, other digi boxes, but, but if, if you, you know, when you're fast forwarding visually rather than in, invisibly, as it were, you, you see it on the screen and he's right. It goes up in those increments there. Clive's in Carl Shorten. Clive, question or answer? Answer, James. Go on then. Um, happy New Year to you. Th- first. Thank happy you, Clive. To all your listeners Fantastic. worldwide, and here, here. it's my favourite program. Yeah, me too. You every single day. God bless you. You're not going to get applause just for that, mate. You got even on a Saturday and Sunday. Good man. What? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's an answer to the champagne. White stays fizzy when you put the, the, um, the spoon in it. Yeah. It's because it keeps it colder. Um, what, at, what, I heard it on a, um, a food program. Mm-hmm. If you keep champagne in the fridge, it will stay fizzy anyway. Okay, but in days of the old, when they didn't have fridges and stuff, if you stuck a, a big metal spoon in it, it'd keep it colder, so it would stay fr- it would stay fizzy longer. So if you even if you put it in the fridge without a, a, a spoon, it will still stay f- fizzy. Do you want the good news or the bad news? Oh. <laughs> This is my first time. I want a round of applause. Yeah, put your violin away and go, do you want the good news or the bad news? Good news. Good news is, I I think you might swerve it. Bad news is, Professor Howe's on the other line with a challenge. Oh, but I've also got a challenge to the... No, 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 no. Don't big up your park, Clive. You're finished. Hang on. Stay there, though, mate, because Professor Howe, Howe Sozobowski, the Professor of the Public Understanding of Science at the University of Brighton and the Patron Saint of Mystery Hour, is here... I think I know what you were going to say, but Clive might have just given you pause. Hello, James. How are you? Very well, How Happy New Year. And to you. I have to confess, I was jumping up and down like a six-year-old who wanted to go for a wee when we had the the, um, pain question. But anyway, we're not talking about pain, are we? No, not anymore. Okay. Um, Mate, it's a myth, all right? Um, The solubility of carbon dioxide is the solubility of carbon dioxide and if you put um a half open bottle of champagne or prosecco in the fridge and pour it the next day it'll still be fizzy because 
as your um, other caller has wisely said, yes. um, if you lower temperature, solubility increases. So the colder it is, the, um, the more soluble it's going to be. Oh. So on a hot day, it'll get flatter quicker. quicker. On a cold day, it'll get flatter slower. Um, so, so Clive was right about that. Yes, he was. But he also said that if you put a spoon in it when it's not in the fridge, it will have some beneficial effect. But why would putting a spoon in a bottle of champagne make it colder? I don't know. You're the professor of science. No, it's a rhetorical question, because it won't make it colder. <laughs> I know it was a rhetorical question, which is why it was so funny when I answered it. But Yes, it was. It was very, very funny. Yeah, right. The point is that it's, it's, it's a cause and effect thing. As you, as you would probably point out, it's, it's, a, it's people who eat ice cream drown on the beach or something. People put a spoon in. It was fizzy. They said, OK, cause and effect. Putting the spoon in made it fizzy. It didn't. It would have been fizzy anyway. And we've had this before, and um, that's all I have to say. No, you've done it. Clive, mate. Oh, yes, sir. You are right. Oh, come on. No, Charles. You put me, you, you no, put me up against Professor Howe. Spanked you. Spanked you, mate. I said about it being cold. What? It will stay, I said it would stay cold. Yeah, but the spoon does nothing. No, if the spoon is cold, right, it will keep it, it, will keep it colder for a little longer. Uh, uh, okay, the wait there. How, how, can you hear him wriggling? <laughs> I am, I am, I'm That's wriggling. such a wriggle, wriggle, wriggle! <laughs> How, 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 in the spirit of 2016, are you going to share your round of applause with Wrigley Clive? Yes. Yeah. Clive, mate, oh. you, can have, you can have it. It's all yours. Wrigley Clive, this is for Thank you. you! Thank you very, very much. Nice work. Well, it still needs answers. I bet the paint one's going to come back to haunt us as well. I've lost my notes about what other questions are still, <laughs> still waiting for responses as well. Do we, are we go- I'm such an amateur. Uh, you knew that already. Um, are we going to do... Um, uh, the, 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 hey, are we going to get taller indefinitely as evolution continues? And I'll remind you of the other questions still in need of answers after this. It's 12.34. You're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. This is Mystery Hour, and questions still in need of an answer include these. Uh, we're going to kill off the, the duvet Ida down question with Claire in Holloway, I hope. Fingers crossed. Because I, it's, it's, I knew this would happen. It's that fellow in Somerset's fault, honestly. Ruining, ruining Mystery Hour. Asking a question that uh, be struggling to answer, but no one's been... Uh, everyone's been distracted by it. The difference between a duvet and an eiderdown. That, that's on the way. Do not ring in about that. I'm putting all my money on Claire. The, uh, it's not 3, 6, 12, 30 on the skybox. It's 2, 6, 12, 30. The speed, you're quite right, actually. So my units of three answer was rubbish from the start. Um, why? Why those particular multiples when you're fast-forwarding or rewinding on your skybox? And are we going to get taller as a species indefinitely? We need an evolutionary biologist, please. 03456060973 is the number you need. Claire's in Holloway. Claire, question or answer? Uh, it's an answer, I hope. Yeah, so do I. So do I after that introduction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Go on. Okay. So the difference between a duvet and an eiderdown is that duvets have a removable washable cover, whereas eiderdowns don't have a washable cover and they usually have to be dry cleaned. Um, that's it, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. So the eiderdown is, is, is a self-contained piece of linen. Yep. With no removable parts, and therefore, you, if you're full of feathers, so if you stick it in the washing machine, it's ruined. It. Yes. So, so that you don't sweat onto it while you're... Or perspire. Perspire, Claire. Sorry, perspire. Dry clean your rider down every week. Yeah, yeah, as you, yeah love it. And, and because the duvet's got a cover on it, you wash the cover, but you don't wash the duvet very often. Correct. Does that, does that win? I think, I think well, I, 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 I'll level with you. It kind of has to, because of what's been going on with the switchboard. But I think even if it didn't have to, it would have done. Jolly good. Let's see. Let's find out. There you go. I'm spinning the dial. Oh, yes. Oh, Claire. What a start to the year. 
Thank you, James. Thank you. Happy days. 12.37 is the time, and Aaron is in Ealing. With a question or an answer, Aaron? Uh, it's a question, James. Carry on, sir. Um, I'm a avid viewer of You've Been Framed. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I wonder where this one's going to go. <laughs> they have a few where they have puppies on there, and they might be about a week old. Yeah. And the puppy's eating from a plate on the floor, or a bowl on the floor. Yeah. And then their back legs tend to lift up sometimes, and then they fall tail overhead into the bowl of food. Yes. And I've never known why they would do that. Well, it's not just the same reason why toddlers fall over a lot. They're getting used to balance. But they have four legs. Yeah, but they're on two of them. They're leaning forward until the back legs go up. But when they, when they start eating... Yeah. All four legs are on the... Yeah, because they're eating the food near to them. Right, imagine you're eating a sausage. A really long sausage, Aaron. Can you do that for me? Don't close, you're not driving, are you, at the moment? No, no. Right. The, but the sausage... Have I... T- how, how much have you been listening this week? Uh, a, a couple of times. Only a couple. Not like Emma in Nottingham, who, who, who picked me up on everything I've said. No, no, have no. I have I told the story about how I ate my Serrano ham over the Christmas period? Uh, not that I heard. I've got a horrible feeling I haven't done that story. It's an absolute killer. I don't want to spoil it. But imagine you're eating a sausage, but the sausage is not in your hand, Aaron. The sausage is in a clamp at one end. Okay, now start eating that sausage and tells me, tell me what happens to your head. Uh, it moves towards the clamp. Thank you very much. So the puppy starts eating the food that's nearest to it, and then it, it, it carries on eating without realising that it has to move its feet forward because it's a little baby puppy and it hasn't learned that lesson in life yet. So there you go, balance toppled over, lesson learned, won't happen more than two or three times. Round of applause, James. Thank you very much. Okay. So we got this Serrano ham off Lidl, which was a, a lovely gift sent, sent to the studio last December, last, last month. And uh, we're saving it for Boxing Day. You know what it's like, you've got a few jobs to do. And, and I forgot, I was supposed to get a stand for it. It was only about a tenner, it's, because otherwise it's almost impossible to cut. When I say we got a ham, I mean we got the whole leg of a pig, the whole, the whole shebang. And, and Mrs O'Brien, have you got the stand yet? I said, just stop asking me about the stand. I will get the stand. There is no way that our guests will arrive on Boxing Day and I will not have a stand for the Serrano ham. So Boxing Day dawns and she's got that look on her face. She goes, you didn't get a stand for the Serrano ham, did you? And I went, no. She goes, this is quite a big deal, because that is supposed to be the centrepiece of our Boxing Day buffet. She didn't use the word buffet, but anyway. So I had a bit of a panic. I, what the hell am I going to do? My brother-in-law, Liam, he said, you haven't got a Black & Decker workmate, have you? I said, mate, you are a genius. Come here, you are a genius. So we went down to the cellar, we got out the Black & Decker workmate, which has a sort of clamp, as you know. So our Serrano, how? I had to give it a bit of a wash, because it would have made a right old mess of the Christmas table. A bit of a wash. Our Christmas was, the highlight of our Christmas was a little Serrano ham held in place on a Black & Decker workmate. So I could carve it up like a matador. And that's where the sausage image a moment ago came from. So now you know. Mohammed's in Belfast. Question or answer, Mohammed? It's it, James. It's the day of the answer. Carry on, mate. Never answer. Carry on. on. Well, let's not jump the the gun. uh, Let's not not count our chickens. (laughs) The skybox. The skybox. Why it goes up by those multiples. Uh, Those are all divisible. Like, you've got 60 seconds in a minute. So they're all divisible by that. So if you want to forward, let's say, five minutes, you'd fast forward at times 30 for 10 seconds. I think you're probably right. The, his problem, though, was with the gap between 12 and 30. Why, why, is, why, why do we go all the way up to 30? Why do we go up to... Just because it's half a minute. So you can fast-forward. That's 
you can fast forward, like let's say, as I say, like. But why not twenty four? Why not? Why doesn't it go two six twelve twenty four? Well, twenty four sixty divided by twenty four is yeah, all right. Uh, twenty then four. sixty divided by twenty. It's three times three. Well, you've just you've just had one that's twelve. Twelve before and twelve so is quite near to twenty. Like twelve five times five times ten. So two times thirty six times ten. Twelve times five. So the only things that go up to the only things that shush. I'm trying to think. Hang on. Shush. Thirty. Then two six is five. Thirty five twelve. Ten thirty ten five, and then finally two thirty ten five two. It's quite a natural progression. Is that a Fibonacci sequence? Do you know? I don't. I've no idea. I just wanted to say the word, <laughs> Mohammed. I'm going to give you a round of applause because it's, to, it's linked to the number of seconds in a minute and and the and the the, the kind of natural gradation of these different speeds. Yeah. Go on then. Nice work. How many is that? That's your first. That, that's my first. That's my first. Hey, but you are still, I think, the only caller whose call has made the newspapers just for being brilliant. <laughs> I think you are. Because <laughs> not, normally it's, it takes two to tango, but the one that, that got into the Independent after you rang in was 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 just all about you. Frankly, I, I was a bit... I won't lie to you, man. I, mean, I was a bit peeved. I was a bit put out. It's my show. You were getting all the plaudits that day. It's 12.42. Peter is in Byfleet. Peter, question or answer? Got a question. Mm-hmm. It's about Major Tim. I know you're a big fan of Major Tim. He's doing good stuff. I can like space. He's in space now for, I think, it's six months. Yeah. So it could be a general question about jurisdiction, but I'll stick to tax. Where does he pay his taxes now he's in space? So I guess he's still employed. But if, you know, if I was to work overseas, I could not pay my UK taxes. I'd pay it wherever I was. So how, well, how does it work if you if you're on if you're on secondment to France for three months for a British company? You still pay. I don't know how that works, but wouldn't it just be the same? I think I think you need to be more than six months out of the country. But he's so gone maybe, for six months, hasn't he? Yeah, so maybe. Ooh. I like I like that question. It, I, I like it a lot actually because it, it, he either pays it to the host country or he pays it to space. Exactly. <laughs> But you I mean you could ask it about crimes as well? If you commit a crime up there, that's like international waters. If you commit a crime up there, who, who, who's jurisdiction? If, you, if one astronaut kills a shush, now I've got an idea for a thriller. Keep it under your hat, Peter. <laughs> Don't let anyone hear that conversation that we just had. Yeah, it's almost yeah. certainly been done, hasn't it? I know. Oh, well, like, where does Tim Peake pay his taxes? To whom does Tim Peake pay his taxes while he's in space? Love it, love it, love it, love it. Twelve forty-three. Thank you, Peter. Edward is in Finchley. Question or answer, Edward? a question carry on uh, my question is when you have a map and where land meets sea is the boundary drawn at high tide or low tide Ooh, that's good i'm thinking more of sort of big estuary but areas where a huge expanse of of, of sand emerges at low tide because you would imagine that to impact upon a map most maps are going to be too the scale isn't really going to reflect that that but some will won't they so is the sea at high tide or low tide when they draw the map? Yes, yeah. Love it. Great question. Why do you want to know? <laughs> um, well, I thought it was quite an interesting question. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is quite an interesting question. I just didn't want you to plan your weekend around whatever answer we get, because there's no guarantee it will be completely accurate. <laughs> it's coming up to quarter to one. So, on a map, 
is the sea at high tide or low tide. I like that a lot. Where is Tim Peake, the astronaut, paying his taxes while he's in space? I did the puppy. We've done the skybox. And are we going to carry on getting taller indefinitely as a species? 0345 6060973. 12.49 is the time. Cracking tale from, uh, it must be Herefordshire, mustn't it? There's, a, there's asparagus sprouting already. Um, unbelievable, because uh, of the mild December. Because December was the wettest and warmest on record, or since records began in 1910. Um, uh, the, the asparagus is coming up already. I, I love the little things like that. Also, quite like asparagus. Uh, back to mystery. Huh? Peter is in Staplehurst. Question or answer, Peter? Uh, answer, James. Carry on, Peter. The spaceman where he gets uh, where he pays his tax oh, yeah. is where he is paid. So if he's paid in a, in the UK, pays it direct from his salary to the UK. He's clearly not paid by an alien spaceship somewhere or another planet. True. Therefore, he wouldn't pay tax there. If somebody was on a cruise liner working for a UK holiday company, but working on a cruise liner, he wouldn't pay taxes in all the different countries that he's going round to. He pays it to the UK because that's where it gets his money. Where his base is, his home base, yeah. as it were. Yeah. Oh, it's a pretty boring answer, isn't it? Sorry, mate. No, you're getting a round of applause. What if he murdered someone? There you go, that, that'll sex it up a bit. What if he murdered someone? Um, I would say probably the country he was uh, arrested. I don't know. Would they... If you Don't kill I... someone in space, who prosecutes you? Um, no, I... no one can hear you scream. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. God, that was yeah, awful. That one, Round of applause for Peter! Thank you. Thank you, sir. Cross that one off. Um, Rob's in... Oh, come off it. Treoki, is it, Rob? It is, yeah. Is that, did I pronounce it right? Yeah, you did. Spot on, Do you know why? I've got a Welsh producer. She probably spelt it phonetically. Treoki in South <laughs> Wales. Question or answer, Rob? Um, answer, I believe. Carry on. Okay, the um, the midpoint and uh, sorry, the high high tide, low tide question. Yes. Um, so the tr- the trouble we got is that the high tide isn't always the same high tide. It depends on what time of year it is. You're absolutely it's right. It's right. Yeah, my local pub can disappear underwater on it, but not not uh, on a not absolutely. on a tidal basis. Not every tide. No, that's right. I, I, and also, um, the low tide can go far further out um, at certain times of the year. So of course it what can. they do is they take the average midpoint of the tide um, over the year to work out who owns the land. Now. Um, above the midpoint is owned by whoever owns the land, the council or, yeah. or something like the Duchy of Cornwall. Um, below there then comes under the maritime law. Um, I do a lot of metal detecting on beaches, yeah. and if anything of importance is found above the midpoint, we've got to report it to the owner, and below the midpoint is reported to the maritime law. Beautiful. So um, I'm, I'm sure that it's going to be, that's how they work it out for the maps as well. It's got to be, the boundaries got to be on the ownership. Absolutely beautiful answer. I don't, know, I, for sh- I don't know for certain that it's right, but that is, a, yeah, that is an answer of beauty. You, you're going to get a round of applause either way. What, what's the, what, what sort of stuff do you find when you're metal detecting? What are your favourite discoveries? To be, well, to be honest, you know, on the beach, I, I don't particularly like um, detecting the beach because it is normally just modern day lost. We are asked to go and find keys and purses and yes. uh, wedding rings, engagement rings. Um, but you're not, you're not looking for, you don't, you're not treasure hunting when you're down there, no, really? No, my, my treasure hunt is then on, um, basically on farmland where we find a lot of um, Celtic, Celtic stuff or Roman, oh, Roman fantastic. stuff. What's your biggest result? What's your favourite find? Um, I was detecting um, on a field bounder in um, a church in Garway up in Hereford, and it's um, an old medieval Templar church. A yeah. Knights Templar church. And I found um, a 12th century silver ring with a Templar symbol on it. Get in. Um, 
Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, first ring I'd ever found. And that's in Hereford Museum now, that is. Is it really? Um, yeah, it's in Hereford Museum. Um, that's just one of, um, that's one of many, many... Oh, no, but that's a oh, lovely... Oh, I'm so glad you read. Can we give Rob two rounds of applause? One for his answer and one for his brilliant <laughs> metal-detecting anecdote. <laughs> one. Two. There you go, Rob. Mind how you go. And we're not giving double rounds of applause to everybody, Welsh, just because the new producer hails from that principality. Gary is in Chemsworth. Gary, question or answer? Question. Carry on. Firstly, don't don't be too hard on me, James. Oh, mate, that means it's rubbish. That means that you're amazed you've got on and you already know your question's rubbish. No, it's great. If the Queen, if the Queen gets to 100, does she get a telegram? And if so, who sends it? I can't believe you got through. Nor can you. Be honest with me. Can you believe you got on with that? No. <laughs> <laughs> why why would anybody send her a... I don't think they get a telegram anymore. They get something else, don't they? But why why would anybody send her one? Because she's a hundred. She's going to get about a million birthday cards. No, the question is about a telegram. Yeah, but who's going to... If you're a hundred, you get a telegram off the Queen. Correct. Yeah. So what's the... What, 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 you can't, she can't send herself one, can she? Exactly. So nobody so sends her a telegram. It's a stupid question. It's the worst question ever. That isn't. It's it a is. Question. All right, what's it's worse than that, then? Well, I've just got off night, so I've just woken up, so it's a great question. <laughs> it's just woozy. You're not having that. We've got to add Wrigley Clive and Woozy Gary. You can't... Nobody sends her a telegram if she reaches the age of 100, because she is the Queen. She's the person that sends it. You don't know that. I do. Round of applause for me. Thank you very much. Have a good day, Gary. Mine, there you go. 12.55. Lawrence is in Stanmore. Question or answer, Lawrence? It's an answer. Yes. I'm debunking the fact, or the, the supposed fact, that people are getting bigger. They're not getting taller. Shut the front they're door. Definitely. Yeah, they are. They're not getting they taller. They are, Henry Lawrence. VIII was yes. over six foot. No, he wasn't. They're, yes, he was. He's like, built like Jimmy Cranky. Oh, come on. That, no, what do you mean, oh, come on? People, have you, have you seen suits of armour? Suits of armour are tiny. On. Yeah, I've seen them, yeah. Well, some people are bigger and some people are smaller. I mean, people within... within uh, I mean, there are people... Uh, people are getting slightly taller because of incre- uh, better nutrition. I understand that. I, 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 you're putting me in a very difficult shorter, position. Uh, listen, listen, just hang on a second. People go into a cottage, they see the rooms very small. It's because they're much easier to heat. In the old days, they didn't have central heating and uh, the houses were smaller and the rooms were much smaller. People the average human height. They, the, the average human height has gone up in industrialised countries from the UK to the United States to Japan by an average of about ten centimetres in the last one hundred and fifty years. Ten? Yes, that, that's because of better nutrition. That's only about two inches. So, are we going to carry on getting taller? No, no, we won't. Young Dutch men are nineteen centimetres taller than their mid nineteenth century better. counterparts. So, how do you know we've reached okay. our maximum? Well, we, we, because because with evolution, you have to be. To, to, to evolve, you have to ha- be under some sort of pressure. How do you know we've reached well, our maximum? Well, Why can't better nutrition? Nutrition's getting better all the time. We're going to get taller and taller and taller. Two words for you, my friend. Peter no, Crouch. No, it isn't. All you do is you get, you get fatter, that's all. You don't get taller. Speak for yourself, Lawrence. <laughs> 19 centimetres in Holland. How much? 19 yeah, centimetres in 150 years. 19 centimetres in 150 years. There's an echo in here. 
<laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling it's you. Not, not true. It's only nutrition. It's only. It's, it's not definitely not evolution. There's no advantage to be taller. Yeah, there is. You can reach. You can reach the nutritious food on the top shelves of the supermarket. Oh come on! So you don't. You get dismissive with me, sir. I'm telling you, it's not true. There's no pressure for us to get taller. There's no advantage. Absolutely no advantage for a human being to be any taller than me. I I think you're right. I think you're right. But I don't know why you're getting your confidence that we've peaked. Over the ten over ten thousand years, if if it was true that people were getting taller every generation, we would be over ten, thirteen feet high by now. It's a very incremental rise, isn't it? I think you might be right, but. You cannot conclude with confidence that we have reached our maximum height, that we will fail to get any taller. Can you really? Well, the, the mean height, I mean, what do you mean by individuals? I'm exactly the same height as my father, right? Well, exactly that proves it. Same. That proves it. No, that's it. That's no, it. No, 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 that clinches it. That clinches it. You're the same size as your dad. There's no, there's no, no, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for finding any fault at all in anything else you've said. I'm telling you, this is not... This, James, this Lawrence? is not you. People have not got any taller <laughs> other than as a result of better nutrition. Yeah, I, but if it is it's better nutrition, how do you know it's peaked? Have, well, because there's... No, what do you mean that it's peaked? Well, it's better nutrition has made uh, us get taller, and we still have we got better nutrition than we did 200 years ago, so we could carry on getting taller. Nutrition in one generation doesn't affect the subsequent generations. Yeah, it does. How can it? How can it? How can... If, if I... Oh, have, we're out of time. Lawrence, we're out of time. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. You're, no, I'm, I'm sorry I'm, as well. You have a round of applause. That should make it easier. Thank you very I think you did earn it, especially with my barracking and rudeness. That's it from another, another week. We'll be doing it all again tomorrow from 10 on LBC. Mystery Hour back next Thursday. I'm James O'Brien. This is LBC. Here is Sheila Fogarty. Thank you, James.